information, you're like, well, wait, you don't know that that exists or you didn't know that you could use that to pay for whatever it is is your issue right now financially. <laughs> so it's like when you start having those conversations, you're like, oh, my goodness, so many people don't know this. We need to like have a thing like we need to talk about it and we need to tell as many people as possible. And that's kind of where I've been so far. And I've connected with a lot of other resources and organizations that have been trying to do a lot of that. Shout out to Better Than Success. I do a lot of consultive work with them. But um, most recently, Philly Real Estate Week we were a part of, and I was definitely named the top 40 out of 40. I'm thankful for my village for that, because that was literally a win that I had no idea was coming. And um, the uh, director of Better Than Success was like, is one of my friends too. So she was like, I was so, didn't want to tell you. I was trying to keep the secret all this time. And I was like, oh my God, girl, I really did not know that that was coming. But I have a lot of relationships and community um, support as well as you know friends and different people that I know of course clearly because my career over 20 years as well as living in Philadelphia going to school in Philadelphia and all kinds of things that just make it a little bit more of a, a larger village right, right, so right. you got to take care of your village absolutely, <laughs> absolutely so let's get into the to a round table here mm-hmm. when we're talking about knowledge and I know there are people here now that we're in 2019 right we're mid-year and they're like okay so what do what are some things that I need to know to really start making some moves in regards to wealth today's you know wealth Wednesday so Sonia, let's, you know, go back Mm -hmm. to you. In terms of, you know, um, paying off student loans, what are some things that people need to know? What are some questions would you say that that comes to your company most often that people, that it may be a simple answer, like, oh, wow, I didn't think Mm -hmm. that it was that simple. So um, I had a conversation recently about understanding student loan debt. And depending on how much you owe, this conversation could go a couple ways. So very clear on somebody listening could owe 10000 The other person could owe 200000 They're two different boats, right? And so the first thing first is you need to understand your repayment options. And I know that sounds so sophomore, but a lot of people do not take the time to look over their payment options that are available. It's like, you know, they told you on the mail, oh, you should pay this. You're like, okay, that's what I got to do. But there are about seven other ones that you could consider. So you have to see what's going to be most affordable for you and what makes more sense in terms of repayment time. And money-saving options like forgiveness. So we have a webinar coming up on teacher and nursing loan forgiveness. Those are the two industries that I know for a fact are overlooked and under-described. So you are a teacher. You need some of that taken off the top. It almost acts like a grant. And same thing for the nursing program. And on top of that, those same people qualify for public service loan forgiveness, which is real. It's not $1,000 to enroll, and um, they are not calling and texting you. So I say all that to say because when Obama had released that, the scammers had went wild, and you're getting these texts and these calls, and they're like, all we got to do is, and I'm like, that's, you." so so you just paid $1,000 to make $200,000 go away. Do that sound out loud correct to you? Like, let's put some, some, you know, some common sense mm-hmm. and like well no but what it is is they preyed on people that were stressed out and emotionally upset about it um so public service loan forgiveness is real we just did a webinar on that and that was really awesome to see how many people was like oh my god i, I could be eligible and for that same program you can have uh payments that you made that could be eligible back applied so if you've been at your job at a non-profit or a not-for-profit for a while and you've been making payments Probably, I'm going to say, you know, it could be safe to say you could get that back applied. 
The other thing is to think about, and this is why I do really well partnering with Tracy, is think about other endeavors that can help you in lump sum form pay off your debt. So Tracy knows that's my personal game plan before I close out 2019. So if you want to do your uh, real estate investing or flipping or whatever it is, the name of the game you want to get into, take a good portion of that and use that asset to pay off your debt and so what i've learned recently is that rich people buy assets and assets buy toys but for real for real my assets will pay off my debt and then my toys so you have to understand that the natural hierarchy of of understanding money the other thing is i want people and this is going to sound really uh weird but i want people to um forgive themselves for what they did not know Mm -hmm. so you may have not grown up in a family that discussed money or had a, a fluid relationship with money you may have grown up in not really even so much poverty, but a hard, uh, a hardship mindset. Like, oh, we're just going to be check to check. We're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. These are all like slogans we've heard when we were younger. Well, I know I heard in my mm-hmm. family. And I'm like, well, well, who's Peter and how are we going to pay Paul? <laughs> and I'm like, and these are things I used to think about, right? And I took those things with me into adulthood, but that's not correct. And so what I'm t- trying to tell people is if you were born broke, that's not your fault. If you die broke, Hello. that's your fault. Yeah. There's Amen. too much knowledge and information. And the last thing is, are you willing to change your behavior and your relationship with money? I need everybody to break up with money today. Yeah. So that romantic relationship you're having with money, uh, money, what is his name? Money Maven. Okay, we'll call him that, right? That's money. My name for money. Let it go. You are having a romantic relationship with a piece of paper. And you are tied to that paper. You will jump for that paper. That paper makes you cry, makes you happy. It is just a tool that is given by the kingdom of God to execute execute, excuse me, his purpose. And so when you look at it from that form, what am I supposed to do with this dollar? And how am I going to honor God with this dollar, this hundred, these millions? When you start putting it back into it was just it's his anyway. We're just good stewards of it. You're going to get out of relationship with money. But when you start holding on to it, it's all I got. And you can't give to the person to your left or to your right. Or you can't do good things with money. Um, you cannot take shoes to heaven. You cannot take bags to heaven. You can't, for real, for real, even. You can't take, you know, the car. Now, the house, you can pass down to the family while you're in heaven. I do believe in that. That's right. So, now we have to start thinking about, as individuals, and I love what you said when we started the show, uh, what is our legacy? I'm going to say this, and then you can take it away. If you had to sit down and write out your obituary, what would it say? I've done the exercise. Now, I cried through it like I knew her. You know, it's me. All right, the point is, I cried through it. But write. Take some time on a Sunday with some tea. I don't know. Go to the park. Write it out. And if you cannot write how you were a great giver, how you were a contributor, how your society should remember you, then something's wrong. And that is the day in which you will decide to make some changes. I've read a few obituaries in my time more recently, and they said he loved Coca-Cola. If somebody writes she loves orange soda, and my obituary, I'm, I'm rising up. I'm letting you know right now. I didn't, I didn't authorize that. You better be able to talk about my two citations and all my great things that I've done because that is what my name is. My children's children's children should know my name. It's by way of the house that they're in. It is by way of the foundation that was set for them. A student loan will be a customer in my home by 2045. That's what I said. So if we don't set those things up, 
And I'm not talking about being rich to do these things. It's the little things that people can do to start to change the narrative. So we just have to get started. And you know, that was so much. That was that was power pack. I told y'all we're gonna we're gonna push this all into one one hour show, right? So what I love about what you just said is that it doesn't require you to be rich to get started. Mm-hmm. And everyone that's sitting here in the studio today all has a hand in real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm a financial planner. When Sonya started talking about having a lane for that. Hey, one of those is real estate. What do your assets look like? O'Hara Developments is that for me. O'Hara Developments is property that is sold so Haley does not have student loans. Mm -hmm. So her grandchildren own a nice percentage of blocks of property in Baltimore. That is what that is. And you have to plan that out. I was explaining to a friend yesterday, work your numbers backwards. Mm -hmm. So in the financial industry, when you get a financial needs analysis, it spits out this number. It'll make you cuss sometimes. You have to hold on to your Bible. It has a couple commas. It's probably going to tell you, depending on how old you are, let's just say you need $2 million to retire in dignity based upon what your current income is, Mm -hmm. right? Now, it's going to cause you to have a conversation. You could run from that number and say, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to start saving $1,000 a month. I don't want to start doing this. I don't want to cut this. Or you could say, what lanes or avenues of income can I create? Mm-hmm. So I can save $1,000 a month plus inflation and invest it in the right markets and so forth. You want to figure that part out. Cut it into slices and yeah. say, what part can I start with today mm-hmm. that I know you know, 500000 can come from that, 200000 can come from that. And when you start to break it down, it starts to make sense. So which leads me right to Tracy. When you see people finally make the leap into real estate or just into the creation of assets, you know, how much of a difference does that make for them when they uh, are trying to truly create wealth, that it, jump process? It makes a huge, huge different uh, difference. Real estate is the one commodity that we are not getting any more of. Land is not being reproduced. That's it. We only have what we have. So you have to be able to yield and wield everything that you have in order to make wealth from it. The tax code is Mm. one of the best ways to secure your wealth. If you don't know it, if you don't understand it, you need to have a CPA or someone else who can explain it to you and help you to understand how what you're doing is going to affect or be able to recoup, replenish, or put money back into your pocket or your family's pocket. The reality of the situation is um, home ownership and wealth building through real estate is very, very new for our community. Very new. Um, The Fair Housing Act of 1968 is only 51 years old. 51. We have aunties and family members who are that age. That means some of our grandparents were alive when this was instituted to basically say everybody has their fair share to be able to buy property and do different things. This is why a lot of us don't know about it. This is why a lot of us don't even understand how to utilize it. And some of us and some resources have all the information. So you have to make sure that you're tapping into it from a community level. Um, For my thought process for people when I always talk to them about starting their journey on real estate, it's always about owning your own home. 
own your own home, secure your legacy, secure where your family resides first. You can build it from different ways, whether it's buying your own property, possibly renting out rooms or renting out Airbnb, your basement, multifamilies. A lot of people like to call it house hacking. Live in one unit, rent out the other, pay your expenses, build your savings, do different things to make sure that you can secure your own financial wealth so that way you can springboard off of it to buy something else. A lot of those are very, very small resources that you can take. It doesn't require a degree. A lot of cases with some of these programs, it doesn't require money. The city right now is giving out a $10,000 grant that is a soft second loan as long as you can keep the property in your name for 15 years. $10,000 towards your closing costs. Um, mm. We're going to take a pause and just say on that very quick. <laughs> and I want you to say that one more time for mm -hmm. the people all the way in the back because this is really important. And I, I want these ladies to really share their wealth and I'm letting you know as a person that's not only just a financial planner, but also a real estate investor, mm -hmm. this is the best time to get out here and buy up mm -hmm. property. And um, Tracy, please say it again, I don't know. Okay, the city is giving out a $10,000 closing cost assistance grant. The grant is to be able to be a first time home buyer, you have to live in the city of Philadelphia and you have to be able to own the property for 15 years because it becomes a soft second lien that is forgivable over 15 years. If you sell it, you have to pay it back. If you refinance it, you have to pay it back. Now there are income guidelines and you do have to go through an application process through local community development organizations and CDCs that do home buyer education counseling. All of that is literally just sitting down with a counselor, going through your budget, figuring it out, and then they earmark you for the money. Now, it's $10,000. They only have $3 million. So there may be three to $350,000 slots because everybody might not get 10. Some people might get 6% of the sales price and it could you know, sway different things. But that is a low barrier entry point for you to be able to gain wealth and own your own property. Now, let's say you use that money and you decide, I want to buy a duplex. I just graduated school. I just literally stopped working another job or worked another job and I want to tail down my debt and I want to reduce my living expenses. If you do that and you buy a property to where one of the units or up to four, because up to four is residential as well, three other units are now paying your mortgage possibly giving you money in your pocket monthly from your tenants and now you can pay down debt and you still work every day and you're paying down the mortgage on the property while you're doing all of that as well so you're gaining equity in your property while the value possibly is increasing as well five to ten years you look around you might have a couple thousand to 30 or 40 in equity in your property and you can pull it out and buy another one so everyone i really want you to soak in everything that sonia and tracy is telling you sonia's telling you how to get out of student loan debt she dropped a couple gems especially if you're a teacher and if you're in the nursing industry 
then she's also telling you, while I'm doing that, helping you get out of debt, I'm definitely learning about the real estate game because I need my coins from that as well. And she mentioned about having an exit plan, which is super important. So that way you can really be about your business. Now you're hearing tips from Tracy Real Estate. She's telling you what's out here, where you can go and get a soft second loan. And when you when we put words and say, it's not possible, this is where you need to get the information when people are sharing it with, with you. That's why I had her say it again. And you want to make sure that your circle is reflecting where you're looking to go in the future. Because these ladies at, at the table, I can pick up the phone and have these type of conversations. If that conversation you can't have with the people closest to you, it's going to feel very difficult to start to create wealth. Or you'll start to hear your own voice talking. You have to say, hello, are you there? Mm -hmm. You know, and that can be a lot, that can be weight on you because you feel like all you're doing is really talking to yourself. And I want to share one other part as being a real estate investor myself, understanding the opportunity zones right now mm -hmm. is very, very important. As Tracy was just stating, you know, um, about the f different ways that you can start out in the real estate industry, owning your own home, securing your own shelter first, and doing it as a multifamily, I encourage you to be careful about just also letting those things go, right? Absolutely. So when I came back home to Philadelphia, my dad's a real estate investor as well. He's done a lot of stuff in the city. If you ever get in a car with him, he's going to take you a tour around some of the city of Philadelphia and all the stuff that he's worked on. That's daddy's thing, right? Mm -hmm. So... Either way, he held on to property. So when I came back home to Philadelphia, it was a matter of you can reside in one of the units, do what you need to do, stack your money up, and that way when it's time for you to transition, you mm -hmm. got a little nest egg, right? Absolutely. So that was a privilege that I had from a sacrifice that he made. Amen. Mm -hmm. I want you to hear me good. This is not a bragging thing. Because your children should be in the same position. Mm -hmm. If Haley wants to decide to stay in Philadelphia and go to Temple, she should be able to stay at the property, their prop up sacrifice, mm -hmm. so that way this could be a family thing. We get so caught up in letting go and letting go because we're looking at a dollar amount that somebody's flagging in your face. So to rewind back to opportunity zones, if you're investing and you're buying property and in opportunity zones, there are great tax breaks right now. Super. One of them being if you're investing for at least five years, you get a 10% tax break off of your capital gains. Yep. If you're doing it for at least seven years, you get 15%. And if you hold that property for at least 10 years, you don't pay capital gains tax at all. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just so, to kind of yeah. add a caveat to that, I want people to really, really understand what Joanna just said. Mm -hmm. Capital gains is capital gains. If you sell stock, if you sell a mm -hmm. house, if you make a large lump sum of money that is completely separate from your income, it is subject to capital gains tax. If you invest or you own in an opportunity zone or in an opportunity fund, there is a way and a formula that can defray or zero out that tax. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very important. Because you got to learn. And, and the biggest thing about wealth is learning how to make money, but the hardest thing is keeping mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yes. Got to keep it. Yes. And the letters come because we get them oh, all yeah. the time. They, they're ready. They are ready to take your property. But oh, yeah. it's so important that you know this. And these are not things that are being advertised on television. You have to make it almost a part of your habit, like we like we said earlier, making reading a part of your daily ritual. Right? Pop on the IRS website. New IRS, you know, tax code. All these different things. 
Google it. We have Google University and YouTube University. I learned how to crochet on YouTube University. You darn right I'm going to learn more about op zones and do their webinars and see what Sonya has going on. How can I get out of it? Everything is literally at our fingertips. So we have to go back to what is in our hand. I encourage you to, you know, listen, read the parable of the talents, right? And I, I mentioned this on one of our um, Wisdom Wednesdays, but I want to say this again, especially with this being Wealth Wednesday. There were three of the servants. They were all given talents. One had five. Talents meaning money. One had five. One was given two. Um, well, actually, two was given two. Two was given right? two. And they all were left to do something with it. Now, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. They were all left to do something with it. One servant, we went and actually doubled it. Another one came back, and he did his part, too. But then there was one that was out of fear, put his in the dirt. So when the master came back, and they didn't know when the master was coming back. He didn't give a date or time, but when the master came back, he came to survey, well, what have you done with what I've already given you? So after he blessed the two that actually did something, that doubled it, he cursed the last one because you put yours in the dirt out of fear. So how many of us are complaining and praying and complaining and praying about things that God has already placed in your community. It's online. You can, you're really like a DM nowadays away from asking people wealth information. It's right in your hand, but you're praying and fasting. You're praying and fasting. God sent the boat. He sent the car. He sent the ship. He sent, I don't know how many other ways you want him to send it. The knowledge is truly there. It takes us to say, not loving hip hop tonight. Not real, real housewives of whatever tonight, and say I'm going to be intentional and actually listen to a sore book because I listen, yes. or, or read sore, or read crushing, or read a mindset of a millionaire. There's so many books out here that you can read to start to build your intellectual capital. And one of the things that we didn't even get a chance to mention as we're getting ready to wrap up is the fact that you can then turn around and have that to be another lane of income. Mm -hmm. As we close out our show, Brown Girls Do Invest, as you all know, mm -hmm. I've been on tour. It is coming to Philadelphia in October, and all of the ladies that are here in this studio are a part of the tour. You will see Sonia, the, Sonia, the student loan doctor, Tracy Powell, Miss Real Estate. She will be on our panel. Our tickets go live this Friday. You got to get your tickets. Follow us at Brown Girls Do Invest. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been great being on the show today. Thank you again for having me as your guest host. And this is Joanna Jamie.